Welcome to the A Nourishing Place podcast. My name is Kelly Newton. I'm a self-love mindset and manifestation coach here to empower, motivate, create community, and remind you of how powerful you are. I will be bringing you interviews, tools, and resources all revolved around mindset, self-love, money, spirituality, manifestation, and so much more. I'm so excited that you're here today. Let's get started. On this episode of the Nourishing Place podcast, I have Tyra Omelade Hargro with me, and we had such a beautiful conversation with so many bits and pieces. Tyra shares her story of spiritual expansion. We talk about foundational spiritual practices, living a balanced life, understanding your own energy, commitment, the unhealed masculine, the importance of cycles, the power of the now moment and living a goddess-centered lifestyle. This and seriously so much more. Tyra is a spiritual guide, life coach, and founder of the Inspired Goddess Community. She helps women move from being stuck in lack and limitations to powerfully aligning with their life purpose using ancient wisdom and modern tools such as hypnosis and NLP. I have gone through a process with her and it was seriously so powerful. And I was, I'm so grateful to have her on the podcast. She is twice initiated as a priestess into African and Goddess spiritual traditions, a certified hypnotherapist and NLP practitioner, certified women's circle facilitator, astrologer, and spiritual reader. She has spent the last 20 years reading for and mentoring women in their spirituality. Tyra realizes that when women are supported with wisdom, have a community and connect to their feminine power, they take aligned action leading to a balanced, happy, and successful life. She is married to Craig and mom of two young sons, ages 22 and 19, both of whom she homeschooled K to through 12th grade. When Tyra is not sharing wisdom, she is laughing or walking with family and friends, dancing to the latest Afro beats and belly dance jams, and engaging in community activism. Also, she did share such a beautiful gift with this community that she talks about um, later to the end of the podcast. And you can receive that by going into the show notes, because seriously, it is beautiful, the gift that she has given all of you. And me too. (laughs) I'm so grateful for it and so excited to utilize the toolkit that she has sent over for us all. So with all that, let's just jump right in and get started. Thank you so much, Tyra, for coming on um, the podcast. And I know we're going to have a great conversation today. I'm excited. Um, and I would just love um, for you to share like a little bit about your background, your business, um, and what embracing a feminine lifestyle means to you. Yeah. So a little bit about me is I tell people I'm sort of like, when you just see me on the street, I'm just like this average kind of gal. Um, no one would know <laughs> um, <laughs> the evolutions that I have gone through. Um, I kind of see myself as someone who is very deep into spirituality, um, but you know, I just go about living my life. And so that's largely how I started out, um, born to Um, parents out of Mississippi and my dad was in the military. So we traveled quite a bit and until I was about seven and um, just to a certain degree, a regular kind of life um, as regular as it could be in the seventies for a little 
black girl living in the deep right. south of the United States yeah. of America. Um, and so what I like to tell people is for me, there's always something, I think not always, let me not say always, but I feel like oftentimes there's this knowing that we have about ourselves when we're young. And I always knew I was a little bit spiritually different. I just kind of lead with that because it's so much about what my life is about and the work that I do. And so one of the reasons it's important to note that I was um, born in South USA, African-American girl, is that um, I was not always brought up like a lot of Black people were. My mother, she was um, a nurse. And oftentimes she worked on the weekends. So even though she was raised Baptist and initially she would take us to Baptist church, um, she eventually got kind of busy and would send us to church. Uh, Like I went to Methodist church, I went to Baptist church, but my father of all the churches he he could have been affiliated with coming from Vicksburg, Mississippi (laughs) is Catholic church. My, My grandmother sent him to Catholic church when he was a little kid, he went to Catholic school. And so it was very much a tradition back then that if you were Catholic, you were going to marry someone who was Catholic, your children were going to be raised up Catholic. But in Mississippi, Catholicism was very odd. Um, I think of the people who lived in Mississippi, it, 2% were Catholic. <laughs> and then even smaller wow. percent of that were Black people. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was raised up um, in the church and like I said, a military family, I do come from a a background with trauma, a lot of military people back then. I don't know. It was weird, just wars that they would go and fight or whatever. Um, But for the most part, just standard American lifestyle. And my mother worked with a doctor um, when she she worked at the VA hospital of all things, the Veterans Administration Hospital. And there was this doctor, doctor, I know, Dr. Annan, who was Hindu. And so the, this childhood of going to all these different kinds of churches, just because my mom believed in us yeah. going to church, she didn't take us, with her working with this Indian doctor who um, was Hindu. One day my mother said, you know, um, I just can't believe Dr. Annan is going to hell just because he isn't a Christian. And that just really imprinted on me. Um, and how old were you? Do you think I was probably, probably like a tween, early teen, something youngish. And, um, so yeah, you know, it's things like that, that happened. Um, always just been very womanish is what, um, I didn't learn this term until I went to an all women's college and was majoring in English, (laughs) but there's a word that I would say describes a lot of African-American women. You know, there's the feminist and we never were feminist. There was no notion of feminism in Mississippi, at least. Um, but I now look back and um, realized that I was very much a womanist. I always just kind of had this mission of, I want to help women and children, wanted to be a pediatrician. And I love it. All that um, jazz. And so just this pull, I just always kind of had this pull and went off to college, you know, just, you know, that's why I like to kind of describe myself as someone who is sort of like the average Jill 
or Jane, but <laughs> not. <laughs> so, so not, you know, come on. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I go off to college and that's when things really began to began to transform for me because I was able to kind of step outside of my bubble. And I did have a very strong and powerful mother who imprinted on me. She would teach me things about how, you know, Black is beautiful. And she was a, a civil rights activist and she wanted her own business. And I am very fortunate that I'm one of the ones who's like, oh, I love my mother. My mother loves me. We get along. And so it was just all of this fused with this new awakening that I began to have when I went off to college, which was an all women's college. And um, I don't know, I was just like, I just feel like this is where I'm supposed to be. And that just really began to shape my world with this emphasis, like every class I took, there was some focus on women and women's contributions and black women's contributions to whatever that, that field was. So it just really began to shape and cultivate this question that began to arise for me. I started questioning religion when I was in high school, when in, in the Catholic church, we have to go through confirmation. And so okay. I was like, I don't, mama, I just don't know if I want to be Catholic. Like, I don't know. She was like, yes, you do. Now, this is the woman who was raised <laughs> Baptist and converted to Catholicism. And she was like, yes, you do. <laughs> exactly. Yes, you do, ma'am. I was like, okay, okay. So, I, I, you know, I always like telling people it's like um, the movie, The Matrix, when Trinity said to Neo, it's the question, isn't it, Neo? It's the question. <laughs> and the question for me was, after a while, why is God he and not? she i just don't understand it still steeped in christianity still kind of like in the catholic church but starting to move to the um the black baptist church in particular it was just something about it's lively and had this feeling about it you know but i it was just like this path that i've been on that just continually led me to where i am today and so I just began to get to this point of, wait a minute, the other question I need to understand is, what was the religion of my ancestors before they were brought over here on slave ships, right? And so these questions just kind of milled around, but living in a world that, you know, it, it seems like it's stuck. People just get these notions of this is truth. This is what is real, right? And so um, it was, I'm easygoing and just, you know, people who have trauma, sometimes we can know some things, but we will doubt every, we will doubt so much about ourselves. So I'm like, I feel like I need the answers to these questions, but people are like, well, what difference does it make? And there is no goddess. And I'm like, oh, don't want no heat. Don't want to be rejected. (laughs) Um, But what ended up happening is slowly but surely I began to just feel this pull into different things. Like it, it started with how, how am I eating before all of this way that people eat nowadays. And there's like all this polarization and all these labels, the rules there. Yes. There, there was me and the vegan vegetarians of the nineties, <laughs> but it was kind of like this gateway into spirituality because back then, and I don't know how it is now, but back then when you would come into these these arenas where people are like, no, I'm not eating meat or, 
you know, I don't even eat honey or whatever this was. There was always going to be like some chakra stuff thrown in there or something. Right. Kind of <laughs> and I've seen it. And, and I um, also kind of like venture off into these groups where black people are like, hey, we're not going to just be whatever the religion of the people who are here, you know, these families that we're born into. We're looking into the, the, um, the religions of our ancestors or whatever. And just this, this, all of it began to fuse and just take shape. And I would figure out new things. And, you know, Oprah Change Your Life TV is another major opening for me. It just all these different concepts began, began to come through, like, what is the universe? And who were we before we got here outside of religion? What ended up happening is my mother died in 1997. And that is when I was like, you know what? I'm taking my whole life and I'm throwing it up in the air and I'm going to figure out what is this thing that's calling me. And by this time I had met and married my husband who was also (laughs) throwing up his life saying, what the hell am I supposed to do? And he became a preacher. I'm like, oh my God, a preacher <laughs> in the Black Baptist Church, baby. Yeah, by this time too, I, I was, yeah, I was just like breaking up with church, religion in general. I didn't really want anything to do with religion. I just really wanted to know the truth. That was what I said. I always tell people it was December, 1999. And I said, I need to understand. By that time, I kind of understood what was going on with the religion of my ancestors, but the, this notion of why is God he, it was just bothering me. Why is God not she too? I said, God, I just want to know what is the truth. That's all I want to know. And so what ended up happening is I found this book called The Book Your Church Doesn't Want You to Read. <laughs> and then I found another book called The Lost Books of the Bible. And both of those books were enough to help loosen up my fear of saying, I'm going to question what is going on. I need to understand because in my, inside of me, this is not who I am And trying to make myself fit within a religion is actually making me feel like I'm dying. But the, right. you know, the bandaid of my life just being, or this, whatever this is, my life just kind of being ripped open after my mom died it made me not be able to like hold it all together. And so shortly thereafter, you know, I started having children. I have two sons. Um, they're now adults, but they were my, my ride or dies as I was going through <laughs> this transformation. Um, I found a teacher. Her name is um, Oshinike. And it was when I met Ia Oshinike. Ia is her title. Um, when I met Ia Oshinike, who is initiated into both an an African traditional religion, as well as she birthed a process of, um, it's called the Sacred Feminine Mysteries, which is initiating into the great mother energy that I was like, I'm finally home. I'm finally home. I'm able to merge the two together and they fit who and what I am. And that has like, taken my life in a whole new direction of hyper-focusing on the the divine feminine because it has truly transformed how I live my life. I don't feel so like odd. Why is life like not flowing the way that I want it to flow? And it aligns with my energy. And so with that 
and 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 there's a few other things. I'm going to tell you this really quickly. Childbirth is something that helped me to open up to the mysteries of the divine feminine. Um, I have both of my children naturally. So that alone in this day and age where so many women don't feel empowered to make choices, right. you know, it's kind of like you, you're told what you're going to do. Yeah. That alone was a big deal. But with my second baby, I had him at home. I tell people I had him in, in the natural, um, with just me and my husband there it wasn't planned, but it just so happened. He was born with me on the side of the bath, bathtub and my husband like cushioning his fall. And it just kind of like, first of all, made me feel extremely powerful. But yeah. then it also made me like, wow, this, this divine feminine thing, this thing is amazing. And at that point I wasn't even initiated as a priestess yet. And then the other thing that happened before that was my initiation into the mysteries of death. Cause I was there with my mother. I was talking to her when she breathed yeah. her last breath. And so just being exposed to things that we, most people are terrified of also was, it was just like a way to get me opened up so that I would ex explore deeper mysteries and different things like that. Right. So. I think what I love too, is it's with about like your whole story, because you've had so many pieces of um, just different experiences with different religious groups, like even your mom, like connecting, uh, you know, working with that Indian doctor. I mean, just like different aspects, which is really cool. Like that you were obviously probably meant to have because, you know, to get to where you are. Exactly. Also, just like that's it was a slow process, a gradual process, you know, where it's like you you knew you wanted something and you're calling it in. And it's not like it was like, boom, I'm here today. Right. And I think sometimes people can mm. be like, I'm ready to heal. Let's do it in this minute, like right now. And if it doesn't happen, like and it was years for you. Right. It was like a very, very many, many years. Yeah. So to get to where you are now. And so I think which I mean, is still like 23 years past what we were even talking about, you know, so it was like. That's just an important piece where I just want to tell listeners, like, it's okay if it doesn't happen today or oh, tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> you know, one of the things that I think most people don't understand is we're not, sometimes we don't manifest what we want because we haven't assumed that identity. Our, like, energetically, we're not even ready. And yeah. so if it happens just like that, we might reject it because actually whatever the answer is, it's already there. The question is, are we ready for it? And I have needed, uh, that That started what, at 18, maybe even before 18, I was having these questions. I remember as a child, just my, the way I viewed God in my mind, it was weird pictures I had. And I remember hearing the ancestors talking to me when I was a child. So all of that time, I am 52. And I am still like, oh my gosh, I've needed all of this time to get to this point, you know? Yep. So sometimes slow is actually better. In astrology, we talk about the energy of Capricorn. Capricorn does not lose anything that it gains because it takes its time, you know? So sometimes yep. when we take our time, we know it's done right, baby, you'll never lose it again. <laughs> My husband's a Capricorn. My child's a Capricorn. We've got, wow. I've got a lot of Capricorns. Um, actually, I'm a Gemini, so it's it's a Gemini sun. There's a lot more obviously going on on my chart than that. And it's interesting that you brought that up because I know we're going to talk about like um, you know a goddess centered day. And like when I was reading it, like your beautiful worksheet, it, it had the flow, but then I also like felt like the routine in it. 
Mm-hmm. And yes. the question that came up for me, no, you know what? We're getting, I'm getting ahead of myself. We'll come back to that question. Okay. Let's first talk about like, just cause I know like you're talking about like the feminine lifestyle, but goddess centered lifestyle. So like, what does that look like for you? What does that mean? I loved yeah. the worksheet that you sent me like before this episode. So, yeah. So, okay. When I started working with Ia Oshinike, um, also her husband who we call Babaji, um, one of the things that they talked about is the importance of um, having day-to-day spiritual practices, day in and day out. Um, but because this particular- The same group, practice, sorry, or did no, the practices change? Okay. okay. It, it, it can be, or it can change. Okay. And so because this group is um, re- spiritual, not religious- it was like, they didn't really want to prescribe what we were supposed to do because first and foremost, as I see it, there are foundational routines. So I discovered my foundational routines along the path, you know, talking about taking that time. So when I found, um, Iyanla, um, Van Zandt, um, she, she was the first one to help me to understand that there was ancestral veneration how she described it. And um, ancestral veneration involved pouring libations is something that we do in African spirituality. And then the other thing she talked about was blessing the head, which is out of this spiritual tradition called Ifa. And with Ifa, every day you take some water and you bless your head. And essentially your spiritual head is what it is. And essentially what you're doing is you know, we take in so much and this was, this tradition is like 6,000 years old. So even they needed uh, or knew we needed every day to clear our head so that we could be fully present to what was going on now. So she taught us how to clear our heads and how to um, pour libations for the ancestors. So after my mom died, those became foundational. I noticed the grief just seemed to lose its power a little bit or be edged off every time I put those libations and bless my head. And I didn't even really know why I just knew it worked. And so I was like, Hey, this is working. I'm just going to keep doing it. it. Yep. And so, um, once, you know, like I said, Oprah changed your life TV. She introduced all kinds of stuff to us. But once I started working with my, my, um, teachers, um, is when I, they were like, okay, you are on the path to being a priestess. And so you need to learn what it means, or you need to live that life before you actually initiate. And it's kind of like in, in the traditions that I'm a part of, it's always kind of like this test to see if you're ready. And I was like, okay, I'm going to pass the test. I could already see it. So every day I wake up, maybe I do things like journal and um, affirmations, who knows, but definitely I was including, you know, the head blessing and the pouring of the libations. And then once I started my initiation, my first initiation was as a priestess of the sacred feminine mysteries. And in that we began to learn different um, ritual practices and prayers and just things that became foundational to um, having a lifestyle of spirituality, a lifestyle that addressed the spiritual, mental, emotional, as well yes. as physical body that supports a woman 
and um, living a balanced life. Because for me, I was like, I just I'm here in this initiation because I want peace. You know, I just want to feel okay. I'm not even looking for all this super spiritual power. I just want to be happy. Um, I've been, I'm one of the ones uh, back in the seventies, there was no go to therapy. There's no notion of that. Right. That's stuff that we do now. So in a way it was like, I was still dealing with all that trauma, but not, I wasn't going to therapy or anything. This was kind of like my past. Like, were people that. even going to therapy in the nineties? I don't know. <laughs> I, I wasn't. Yeah. I, was like, I, I tell people, people all the time. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I needed therapy, but it just yeah. wasn't what we did. So this was kind of like the way I was seeking to get healed up. I knew my childhood, yeah. which had violence and alcoholism in it, had a it had negatively impacted me, but I was trying to figure out how do I get past this? And so, yeah. um, you know, there are these prayers that I say every day that come from this initiation that I did. I still, to this day, foundational, bless my head pour my libations. The next thing I do is I have this prayer that I'll say to the great mother to, uh, when I initiated my second time, it was into a feminine energy called Yemaja. So I have special prayers for her. Um, I journal. I, I found that that, that, you know, that is absolutely important for me. And since the pandemic, I'm telling you, gratitude practice has been in effect. <laughs> I don't oh, care right. if I forget to just sit down and formally write out my gratitude, baby, you better know I'm going to pick up an envelope or something and scratch it out. Because what I found, Kelly, is that if I go without doing my spiritual practices, it took a long time for me to kind of like really believe this to the point where it's like to not do spiritual practices is not an option for me was I would be really good with doing the spiritual practices. And again, it's kind of like I, there's go-to ones that I do. And then there's some that I do based on what am I working on, right? But whatever, I have gone periods of time early in my um, spiritual journey where I did not do the, the spiritual work. And it was just like slowly, but surely I felt like my life was devolving and I wasn't happy and just every day seemed gray. <laughs> right. And then I remember hearing this one man say, he would tell his students if you, when they would come and say, I don't think this is working. He would say, all right, stop doing all these, the spiritual work. Come <laughs> talk to me in about six months. He said, inevitably when they came back, they would say, my life is not feeling good. I'm not happy. He was it's, like, all right, yes. go do your spiritual practices. And when they would come back, I mean, without fail, they were feeling yeah. better. And so this is why the spiritual practice is so important. However, the goddess centered lifestyle and its practices are all about women understanding their own energy and living according to their energy because there's right. like what this, they need and what they need. And it's, it is not based on anything that they tell us to do out is sometimes it might even be counter to what we're told. This is what you need to do. And so yeah. it's all about being mindful and you have the foundational ones that you're going to do. And for me, it's all throughout the day that there's something you need to be doing to check your energy. Um, right. But in the end, you know, it's like 
you you got to do it. It's no compromise. <laughs> right. This yes. is essential. There's a, yeah, there's like those hard have to do it today. And I, I like that because that's where I think I was kind of getting caught up is like, I, well, firstly, I just want to say, I do specifically remember, I started seeing this energy person, energy healer, um, gosh, was it 2019 maybe? Mm-hmm. And then um, my nephews moved in with us in the summer and then I just kind of stopped seeing her. I wasn't seeing her regularly anyways. And I get to like November and I'm like, what is wrong with me? Yeah. And then I was like, oh, I haven't had an energy clearing in so long. And so then like come the next spring, I just started seeing her every week. So I was like, I need this, you know, yeah. this without this. And now I can do a lot more of it myself, you know? And, yeah. and yeah. so it's not like I'm, I can clear my own energy easier and, you know, but sometimes mm-hmm. when I'm in that like lower frequency, I'm like, I need extra support, you yep. know? And I think that's Girl. so, so amazing. Um, I love it. I'm getting the extra support. I love it too. Um, but with, with the routines, um. I'm thinking so like I am supposed to lean like in my natal chart, like lean more into like that flow at Pisces North node as well. Virgo Mm. South node. So, Mm. so, and a lot of it has to do with money, but that's a whole different conversation. Um, But like, so like my husband as where he like needs like a routine too. He's also a manifester. Like he's going to thrive more in like in that structure. And Mm -hmm. I'm more like, what do I want to do today? Are we going to journal? are we going to do breath work? Huh? You know? And so some, so I'm trying for me, I am trying to find this balance of like mm-hmm. mind, body, spirit. How can I balance all of them? Mm-hmm. What practices help me balance all of them? Right. Right. So it sounds like it's what you prescribe. That's not the right word maybe, but what you like are mm-hmm. teaching is um, to figure out what works for you, but then commit to certain practices every single day. You said it perfectly. Because it, it see the feminine. So I know that we embody both the feminine and masculine energy, right? Yes. And so the feminine, I think that most women lean way too much into the masculine, but without the masculine, the feminine is just not going to be at her best or at its best. And so the commit part is where I see women have the biggest issue oftentimes. And it may be because we're bucking up against, like, there was just so much structure and routine and do it this way. And, you know, so much Mm -hmm. um, rigidity and how things are supposed to be done that once we get free of it and we're living in our flow, it's like, oh my gosh, this feels so good. And it will only take you so far. You know, I'm, I'm all about balance. Like I'll never be anti-masculine. I'm married. I have two sons, love the masculine energy. Um, But by the same token, um, you know, I recognize that though I am extremely feminine, very much into my feminine flow, that it's it's worse when I don't have things like um, one of the ways that we like to describe it with um, this group that does women's circles is the masculine provides that structure. Mm -hmm. And to me, that word commitment means, okay, I'm committing to whatever makes this happen because I know it's what's best for me. And and I just have to sell myself on it. And then I know that for me, this structure of, I am committed. I am going to do these spiritual practices every day now. Okay. You know, some days maybe I don't, it's not like, that's another thing. We're not judging ourselves here. Right. Um, because in my mind, my whole life, 
is a spiritual practice. Like I yes, don't, yes, I, I yes, mean, yes. period, like seriously, yes. everything can be spiritual. But um, what I do find is that it, I benefit so much more with that word commitment. And to me, that's what the goddess centered lifestyle is about. I am committed to making my feminine energy, first of all, what I lead with in this world. And secondly, uh, helping that part of myself to be able to express itself powerfully. And that's where the commitment comes in. Why it's so important. I love it. It's so funny while we're talking about this, I can talking about that structure and routine, you know, and like, I'm thinking, what do I do every day? Right. And what I, I mean, pretty much every morning and every night when I'm in bed, I'm checking in with my spirit guides and my spirit team and just communing and, you know, with them, like, what, what am I supposed to do today? Like, what am I leaning into? What does this mean? What should I do about this? You know, and just kind of receiving, which, right. Like no one's ever recommended that to me. It's not like I read it online, like get up at 6am, brush your teeth, wash your face. Like, you know, like (laughs) journal for 20 minutes. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Drink, Drink your coffee with your journal. Like, I think that's where for me, I'm always like, ah, I couldn't recommend that routine. Right. Because I'm like, for me, I'm like, Ooh, but for some people, they really thrive in that like structure. Mm-hmm. But I was, you know, I know you said like, a, you felt that a lot of women like lean more into the masculine, but do you feel like that's just because like, that's what we live in and right. Like it's take mm-hmm. action, 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 action. There's like, not that pause, not that like kind of yeah. do what you're supposed to do, tick the boxes. I, for me, yeah. like, well, that's like, that's like the unhealed masculine too. So it's like mm-hmm. the healed masculine and the unhealed masculine are not the same. And I definitely noticed a lot of healing of the masculine coming forward for me mm. this past, I mean, just with dreams, just like, like men in my life or yeah. who were, who have passed away or were previously in my, my life, like mm. coming into my dreams and it just being like really sacred. And really special. And I wake up and I'm like, that was healing. That was them trying to help me heal my unhealed masculine. Wow. Okay. It's really interesting. (laughs) Yeah. I think that um, it's the unhealed masculine that a lot of us are, have responded to. And so we lean into our, our masculine so much because it's how we survive in this world until we recognize this is about to kill me. Uh, this is not working. I have done everything they told me to do and I'm not happy. And that's when it's important for us to begin to lean into the feminine. Part of the goddess centered lifestyle is self-acceptance. You need to know who you are. It's called um, yes. self-realization. You need to know who you are. You need to know who is the superstar made up self. And you need to know who is the real self. And then you need to figure out which, you know, which parts of your superstar made up self do you want to keep? Because that's more of the ego part and then merge it with, you know, your real self. And that's important. But let me tell you, if you cannot understand like today, the moon is here or the eclipses are there or, you know, you're having this particular transit. And you are working against your energy because that is what the goddess in that lifestyle is all about. Understand your energy. That way, you know, which rituals you need to do in the first place. And so if, when you have a system like astrology or numerology or there, you know, plenty of other ones, but those are the ones I work with the most, then it helps you to live in the flow. Living in the flow is understanding like 
what is your current mission? And so, you know, this is why I think things like going back and, you know, grabbing the, you know, the astrology and the numerology. And <laughs> if you don't understand it, baby, pay somebody because your yes, life will be so much better. <laughs> yeah. I, just, I just remember feeling like I don't understand why life feels random. And and for me, religion just wasn't explaining it. Like when my mother died, I was like, this is the worst thing that could have possibly happened for me. And I don't understand why did it happen? And I I don't know. It was just like so many questions. Girl, when I started looking at astrology and looking at my chart, I'm like, no wonder my twenties were a crap show because I had like one of the hardest transits you could ever experience when I was late teens into my twenties and my mother died when I was in my twenties. And so she died. Let's talk, let's talk astrology during my Saturn return. I was 27 when my mother died, Saturn return time, baby time. When it's like, life is tough. You about to grow up. Cause I sure did grow up after my mother passed. Um, so this is to me, why it is so important for us to bring these feminine principles back in and merge them with the masculine so that it's kind of like the feminine, the feminine is, um, it, it, well, I guess relating it to cycles, it's like, okay, this is where you are. Let's study the charts. Let's study the numbers. Let's start study the stars. Let's even study our menstrual cycle. And that helps me to understand my day to day operation and what I'm going to do and bless y'all who still have your periods, Lord. And, you know, I started figuring more out as I got older, (laughs) perimenopause shook me, baby. But it's kind of like, if I still had my period, I think I would be even more intentional with what am I doing when I'm at those different phases? If sometimes it seems like it can be a lot of work, but once you, it puts you in such a flow, once you figure out your system, for keeping up with it. I feel like we could go on and on like for hours and totally like a whole conversation, like literally just about cycles. I'm going to ask you one more, maybe two, but definitely one more question. (laughs) Okay. Um, so do you have any specifically like maybe some advice or support or ideas for people when they are like in the thick of it, when they are going through big changes or received a medical diagnosis or they're in grief, um, or just in general, just like feeling all the feels, having a hard time. Yeah. You know, number one, I think that everything is an opportunity and sometimes we have to see what is the opportunity and what is happening. Mm -hmm. And one, one of the things that's very important is accepting that to be human is means it comes with stuff that we're not going to like. I often say when I'm going through my own stuff, I have to remember, I am this great divine energy that decided it wanted to have a physical experience and come into a body. And therefore it can't experience like the knowledge and access to its full power. It is yeah. going, it, 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 the divine in each one of us literally came here to experience imperfection. But when it happens, we're so, you know, steeped into forgetfulness that it'll just seem like it's the worst thing that's happened to us. And so one of the things that I, you know, really like to encourage people to understand is that bad things will happen. We will not be happy. And it's, oh, 
okay. And so the more we bring ourselves into the now moment, and this is why the spiritual practices are so important because it's hard to figure out what to do if they're not habituated. But, yes. you know, one of the best things we can do is come into the now moment and just ask my, ourselves, what do I need right now? And sometimes we just need a freaking good cry. Sometimes <sighs> we need to pick up the phone and call somebody, you know, go to sleep or go join, you know, after my mother died, I was like, I've never been a part of a support group. This is the only therapy I ever did. I went to a, a bereaved support group, bereavement support group. Um, who knows, you know, it sometimes it's just do nothing, but that, that is like level one. And then level two, if you do have a spiritual practice, then it's like, which ones will best support you in going through this difficult time? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very much into mindfulness and being in the now moment. And it's just about, like I said earlier, noticing what is going on, just being present with it. And, you know, it's easy when I'm sitting here and everything is okay, I went through something (laughs) extremely traumatic last year. Um, And the only thing I actually could do was just be in the moment and just acknowledge I'm sad. And then eventually I was kind of like, okay, I need to tap. You know, it was like slowly, but surely when I was able to kind of like tap into my body, that's something else I'm into. Once I was able to tap into my body, then I was able to remember those practices that mattered the most. I'm also about, you know, the masculine, the, the unhealed masculine. Thank you, Kelly. Will help us th- make us think, baby, you better go through this thing alone. Oh, I was like, who can I contact? Who yes, can I reach yes. out for, for some support, baby? You know? Yep. So yeah, it's kind of like you have to tune in and not like think, this is like so wrong. No, to be human is to experience bad things. It's just how it is. You know, I'm 52 and I can say that. Um, I don't know if I said that even at 42, but after a while you'll realize, okay. One thing that I have embraced through my spiritual studies. um, And again, this is part of the goddess centered lifestyle is we should be, and I know I shouldn't probably use the word should, but sometimes I can't avoid it. Listening to higher (laughs) wisdom, listening to somebody who helps us to expand our mind. And so from my spiritual studies, I'll never forget when this one teacher was like, because we are here to create and we are just so powerful, we can create the good, we can create the bad, we can create whatever we want. And because we created it, it's so beautiful, but it does take you know, having that understanding that I'm actually here to be more mindful of my life and I'm willing to do what it takes so that no matter what shows up, was I crying? Was I like last year when I went through this traumatic experience with one of my siblings, I was distraught. And at the same time, I was like, but I'm alive and I get to be here and maybe I can figure out a way where I can get some help or maybe it's showing me Oh my gosh, I didn't know all this was here, but it was, it was beautiful, even though it felt traumatic. And I just think if we can just get to that place where we can see the whole creation of life is so beautiful because we are actually the divine in a body. Yes, 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 yes. You know, it's like, this is baby, this is what we came here for. (laughs) 
but well, thank you so much for coming on. And I just absolutely loved our conversation. Thank you for having me. Yes, you're so welcome. Do you have anything like specific that you're putting out there in your business? I would love for you to share that. Yes. um, Well, what I'm sharing with your community is what is called my goddess mini toolkit, um, because it, it contains in it pretty much different tools that you can use or teachings that reflect the goddess centered lifestyle as I teach it. So one of my favorite classes that I created is based on um, something from one of my teachers is called um, the keys to self mastery. And um, so it's, that's included along with hypnosis, you know, I'm a hypnotherapist, certified NLP practitioner. Um, So I included some hypnosis, um, mindfulness in there, along with a mini class on how to craft your goddess centered lifestyle. I'm on YouTube. So I'm always putting out some type of uh, YouTube video on astrology or, you know, one of these varied topics, but yeah, that's what I'm sharing (laughs) with you all. I love it. Thank you so much, Tyra. Thank you. Thank you so much for hopping on today. I would love to know your favorite takeaway from this episode. You can find me on Instagram at a nourishing place or let me know in your review. Community is so important to me and within a nourishing place. I would love to connect with you further. Sending you so many blessings and so much love.